Very smooth. Shout out Fernie with the classic. Yes. Good pick, Fern. Appreciate you. Sunday night, as usual, we're back at it. Uh, with or without the third homie. No Travis today. Two-man show again. Travis had some some things happen that does not allow him to come. But nonetheless, we're here for our 15 listeners. We got your back. Never let you down. And uh, yeah, fun day. Me and Aaron went golfing today. Um, fresh off of it. So we got a nice little golf buzz going. <laughs> so we're carrying it on over. Aaron, what were your thoughts on golf today? Dude, it was probably one of my best games I've had, to be honest with you. Um, we Dude, played, it was. It was fantastic, bro. We were we played best ball, me and Dan, against uh, Garrett and his brother Kevin. Uh, they won 79-80, to 80, but we were tied going into hole 18. 18. Straight up, it was like exactly what you wanted, and... Uh, me and Dan kind of shit the bed on the last one, but nonetheless, dude, I had to blast, man. It was a great. We played Eagle Crest. They, the greens, not everything was perfect necessarily about the course, but it was still a fun course. I had a grand old time. It was good. It was good. Yeah, and Garrett's. I mean, he played in high school, so you know, you're not gonna beat him easily. So the fact that we were in it till whole eighteen, I was pretty. We were pumped winning about, most of the whole time, to be honest. Which was crazy. Yeah, Garrett's bro. He's good. He was kind of off today. Um. So, yeah, it wasn't Kevin's best day, but he still had some clutch shots, and Garrett mm-hmm. still ha- even Garrett's mediocre day is still pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it was fun to get out there. I've been golfing off a lot, and uh, man, it's a fun sport. If you don't play, get on that. You can play that till you're 90 years old easily. You know, a lot of people go and golf a lot. So. Yeah, I was just saying, like a lot of people in their mid 20s. Seemingly, I saw it on Twitter. It's like seeming like dudes in their mid 20s, which is us, just getting into golf, and it's a good sport to get into. Is I'm not mad about it. Like I feel that's perfect for business like you're saying you can play yeah. when you're older um you can play with you know family member i don't know it's it's a perfect it's a perfect way to get outside and it's an excuse to drink early in the morning mm-hmm. so no i hear you good um rundown for the day we got a lot of exciting topics we're gonna hold back on the conspiracy theories just because that was more travis's idea i know shout out to everybody on instagram that voted we had like 24 people that were like yeah run a conspiracy pod which is oh, dope, dope. Yeah, like 24, and then there were like two people that said no. One of them was Garrett. <laughs> He's like, I hate you guys. And the other one was like a 12-year-old kid that just randomly followed us. And shout out to him, though. I hope he does listen, and that's really cool. I don't know him, but he started listening. And anyways, so yeah, rundown for the day. We've got uh, CBS put out two lists this week of top 10 edge rushers in the NFL. And then top 10 um, safeties in the NFL. Okay, so we'll break those down. Then, of course, Avery Bradley is out for the Lakers due to his son has like a compromised immune system. So basically, he doesn't want to put his kid in jeopardy with COVID and things like that. So he's right sitting choice. out. It's perfect choice. What is, is easy choice. Easy choice. Yeah. Family above of the game. 100%. You know, and they're 100%. making a lot of money. So it makes sense for me. So, yeah. Who are we going to fill for that extra Lakers roster spot? We'll get into that. Now, the major leagues has their little 60 game shortened season. Which, in my opinion, means that anything goes, you know, which is kind of cool. You know, a lot of teams have gotten off to a very hot start, gone like 40 and 20, things like that, that turned out to be a really bad team if they played the full 160. So that can be interesting. And then Vince Carter retiring, you know, really sad to see it. The last player of the 90s did retire, um, which is unfortunate, but what a great career. Sad that he had to go out this way, you know. And then finally, Cam Newton just signed with the Pats on a one-year deal. I don't think it was disclosed how much money, but that's where we'll end it off with. And then we got a couple games as well. So diving into uh, the edge rusher list, Aaron's going to rattle this off real quick, and then we'll kind of talk about who we think is not on there. 
who's too high, who's too low, all that good stuff. So Daniel mentioned before, is just like we don't really know how they're ranking this, but it's going into the 2020 season of what they think is going to be the 20 best pass rushers. So I'm going to start out with number 10 and then go to one. Mm-hmm. So number 10, we have Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. Nick Bosa, second overall pick in 2019. I'm just going to go pretty quick. Nick Bosa, okay. Uh, number nine is Khalil Mack, mm-hmm. recent now with the Bears. Uh, number eight, Zondarius Smith. Zondarius Smith, he's with the Packers. Um, you know, he's a great O-line, number 55. Um, number seven, Daniel Hunter. He's with the Vikings. Hell of a player. Yeah. He's a little bit underrated, like kind of he's like nice. not a household name quite yet, but he will be. He will be, yeah. Um, number six, Shaquille Barrett. He was the leader of sacks last year, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah he was the sack leader last year. Had a hell of a season with the Tampa. So, you know, again, sack leader, number six. Uh, number five, Joey Bosa of the Chargers. You know, mm-hmm. so two Bosa brothers on here. Joey a little bit higher than Nick. Uh, number four, Cam Jordan. He's turned 31, and he's one of he's one of the guys in the 2011 draft that was like had so many amazing edge rushers. And for him to be still top five in the edge rushers, that says a lot on his longevity. I like him a lot. Number three is Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is amazing, and I swear he doesn't get the recognition that he rightfully deserves. Uh, but he comes in number three, so they're getting some recognition now. Uh, number two, Miles Garrett. Uh, he was having a career year last year before he got suspended for hitting old boy with his helmet. Um, he is going to be playing next year. Is he suspended? I'm not exactly sure about that. Do you he, know that? He is suspended. He was suspended indefinitely, and now he's like... Oh, suspended. last season he was. Does he, is he missing a game He's this like year? missing a couple. Like, let's say two to four, somewhere around there. Hmm. You know? He, it'll be fine, though. Okay, and then number one, they got TJ Watt. TJ Watt of the Steelers, you know, JJ Watt's not even on this list. So but again, like I think like for JJ, I'm thinking he's more hand on the ground, not necessarily edge rusher, but true like DN slash, you know, like five technique. He's okay, not just, so you're just thinking straight edge DN. I'm thinking that, you know, I'm thinking that. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt with that. Uh, you know, that's what I'm thinking. So like first initial thoughts, Aaron, for that list, like who do you think's not on there that you're irritated about? Who's too high and who's too low? Khalil Mack being nine, just because he is a he is a difference maker, and, and like uh, your boy Thomas was like mentioned this on Twitter, yeah, uh, and I agreed with it. I was like, I like him in the top five. I don't know where you'd mix him around top five because I actually kind of like this list a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no one that I would really leave off, unfortunately, and I'm trying to think of like who would I put on there, and nothing really else comes to mind. I mean, uh. The first person, really, but if we're just going edge, would be Aaron Donald. But we're thinking edge, not yeah. D tackle, because right. he is really the ultimate pass rusher right now. Yeah. But if we're thinking true edge, that's why I would have Cleo Mack up higher, because Cleo Mack, he had a freaking forced turnover after first forced turnover, and that pays dividends in the end. But I like this list. I yeah. honestly truly do. I just think Cleo should be much higher. Mm. Um, Chandler Jones, being as old as he is, I don't think he should be as high. Mm. But uh, and even with Cam Jordan too, I know thirty one. They're getting to their best years, honestly. That shows it. Could be, and yeah. and that's could be a lot of players are like that in their thirties, especially with the NFL and and in the NBA. So I could be wrong with that, but in, overall, I, I actually really do like the list. I like Chandler Jones a lot. I like um, Cam Jordan as well. Cam Jordan, I really like. I'm very high on him. He had an excellent year, and he is an absolute difference maker for that defense, 100%. He's just a captain, you know, and he shows a lot of uh, 
he just he he's the heart for that team. So I like I like Cam being up there. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. You know, Cleo Max a little bit low on that list, like Aaron said. I know that his his year last year was not excellent. You know, that's a credit to the Bears defense wasn't as good as it's been in the years past. Um, you know, he was injured. He had some injury bugs that he was fighting off, things like that. But 2018, he was fantastic. And every other year on the Raiders, he was excellent as well. He totally made the Bears in 2018 a game-changing defense. So he's got to be much higher. Um, TJ Watt at number one, I'm not very – I don't think he's the number one edge rusher at all. Personally, in my opinion, I don't know how you feel about that, Aaron. What do you no, think? No, by no means. I mean, I would have him on the list, but he at number one, that's absurd to me. And I'm not really sure who I'd have put at one. I mean, you can put Shaquille Barrett. He was the number one guy last year. Miles Garrett at number two as well is a little bit firm. I know he was having a career year, but we don't know that he's going to replicate that. I mean, like, I yeah. hope he does because I, I truly like him as a person, as a player as well. Yeah. Um, but I would just have TJ Watt just, you know, six, seven area. I'd move Shaquille Barrett a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a, not a bad list. Like I said, I actually truly enjoyed the list, but uh, just they just move, move some players around. TJ Watt, number one, is absurd, though. That is, I think that's such a hot take. I think, like, I would have Cleel and Joey like one, two, to be honest. That could be a little firm too. Who knows? But just if you're going TJ and Miles, like they're not proven yet. That's that's a little bit crazy to me. And then the person I think that's not on there that I would have on there is Von Miller. You oh, know, that's true. I Von mean, had like an off season, but a Von off season is still better than all of these guys is. Yeah, you know, decent season. So at least top ten, right? So that was kind of strange. Um. All right. So yeah. In agreement, it's a decent list overall. TJ's a little high, Leo's a little low, and then we'd like that Vaughn on there. Not the worst list. I mean, they've done worse. They in have my opinion, like many especially like times. quarterbacks into they have they just I don't know. Um, the next one though, uh, we're gonna go into safeties, and the safety one I think is absurd. Um, I'm gonna start with number ten, go to number one again. Ten, we got Earl Thomas. Number nine, we got Kevin Byard. Number eight, Derwin James. Number seven, Devin McCourty. Six, Justin Simmons. Number five, Anthony Harris. Number four, Harrison Smith. Small, presidential, Jamal Adams. Number two, Mika Fitzpatrick. Number one, Tyron Matthew. Who was number thoughts. three? Who was number three? Number three was Jamal Adams. Okay. Something about presidential. That's his initial thoughts. Initial thoughts is that Tyron's not number one, 100%. Right, dude. No way. Okay, I like. I like. I loved him at LSU. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, when he was on the Chiefs last year, do we forget that the Chiefs had like a top twenty defense? Like they were like eighteenth or nineteenth. Like yeah. their defense was not good. Yeah. and you're gonna put the number one safety on a defensive team that did absolutely trash last year. Mm-hmm. And like, be honest with you, I saw him miss a lot of missed tackle, have a lot of missed tackles, and just like, yeah, he had some good things in the playoffs. Good for him, and he showed out. And I, I like him, but number one, not even fucking close. Yeah, that's like I'd put him at nine. Yeah, nine would list? be make more sense to me than fucking number one for him. So who's like who's your number one definitive? Who do you got? Number one, I, I'd I'd make the argument of Jamal Adams. I like Jamal Adams that much. Um, I, he is a, a number one. He does everything. He's good against the run, good against the pass, pass breakups, interceptions, um, you know, fumbles, sacks, even. Um, and I would have uh, like bias all aside. I'd have Kevin Byard a lot higher. You know, he is normally amazing against the run. He had a little bit off season against the run last year, mm. but he, he was still in top two in safety interceptions. And to have him at nine, he was an All Pro in like Pro Bowl last three seasons. And like, this guy's a top five, top three, in my opinion. Like, he's better than... I would have him over Tyron Matthew any day, to be honest with you. I don't mm-hmm. even think it's that close. 
If I had to go, like if I'm looking at these 10 right now, I put Jamal number one. And my top five would be Jamal. I would probably throw Derwin and Kevin Kevin interchangeable. I really think that they should I think Derwin is hundred percent a top five guy. Like he's I love disgusting. Derwin. Like you know, all Healthy pro Derwin all, James is amazing. All, all pro and and you know, defensive rookie of the year. Like he's fantastic. I'd also have Earl Thomas still there, and I'd probably throw Harrison Smith in there as well. I really like him. I I'd have Earl Thomas over uh, over Tyron. Yeah, me too. Right, and even still now. 10, yeah, even still now, I would still have Earl Thomas over that. Like that's disrespectful, bro. It is Earl's mad been, disrespectful. He's been so nice. For he needs long. to be top seven or top five at all times mm-hmm. when he is planning. And I mean, some of these Mika. I mean, Mika was absolutely trash when he was on the Dolphins. Did we forget the first eight games of his season last year? Right. And then I mean, like, yeah, he came on to a Pittsburgh who had T.J. Watt, who had a great rush with, um, you know. Hayward as well. Yeah. Um he kinda yeah, he showed out a little bit on the Steelers. 100%. No, don't get me wrong, he he did ball out the minute he got there, but to have him number two is a little firm to me. Yeah. Maybe he's top seven, but two, a little firm. Yeah, when you have a good pass rush too, like the Steelers do, it makes it a little bit easier. And as then well. Thomas also wanted me to mention Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson's oh, yeah. always been a threat, kind of like to return something. He gets he touches the ball for an intercept interception, a fumble recovery. You have a chance of taking that to the crib, and that speaks dividends. Uh Sneak him in the top ten. It's quite possible, but it's. I don't think it's as absurd as Thomas thinks to leave him out mm-hmm. um, because of the names that we mentioned. Um, but there's an argument to be made. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, I don't know much about Eddie Jackson um, as much. Burns over here doing something. But yeah, no, no, no. List is that that list is much worse than the, the edge rushers. What do we got next? We got some Lakers. No, yeah, let's go with the Lakers. Um, so Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal opted out. Um, you know, like the analyst mentioned in the rundown, that his son has some underlying uh, cardiac issues. He's only 11 years old. He's already gone through some things, so it it doesn't make sense for him to risk getting COVID, which is attacks your respiratory t- uh, respiratory system. So, no, it makes sense. I'm, I don't blame him, and it it is a big blow. Magic Johnson said it. it's a huge blow to us. He is, and I'm salty that people are hating on Avery Bradley for no way potentially doing that. That's annoying. Like, really, you want just because you're a fan, you want him to jeopardize his family and you know their health and things no like way you that. Can do that. I'm sure he got opinions from multiple doctors that were like, bro, like. You could, but like, why risk that kind of thing? You know, and why? Why? Why would you put your son in harm's way? Like, you know, he, his son is most important to him, hundred percent. If you have a son, you have to think family first. Like, that's an easy decision. Yeah. So yeah, with that being said, you know, it does leave a gaping hole because he was one of our really good guards. Something that we're kind of light in. You know, KCP's been excellent, especially as of late. I know we were hating on him early in the year. Um, you know, and and uh, he's definitely overcome all that noise from lakers fans because it was noisy bro it was oh, i he, felt for this guy my dad still hates him but no i i like we were saying he, earlier he has been so reliable so consistent reliable shooting his corner too, threes like you know off ball all the little intangibles too that you want your player to have this guy's been doing everything so it does leave a big hole still you know i we're gonna slide i easily think we slide kcp in and but other people are gonna um are gonna have to step up i think the Dion waiters signings gonna to be a lot more significant now. Now, yeah. Just with the guard rotation, he's going to get a lot more minutes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, shout out Dion for, you know, working his ass off. I've seen his offseason. So hopefully it pays dividends. Um, we're going to start asking a lot more of Alex Caruso. Absolutely. You know, just all guards. Rondo's going to have to be a playoff Rondo. Everyone's going to have to step up, man. I mean, like, you can't have one of your top 
you know, perimeter defenders go down in this and, you know, you're going to have everyone step up. But with that first person that comes to mind when you want to fill that roster spot. Um, well, I, you know, I'll start with this way. The, the two that have been coming to mind for everybody in media and things like that, of, of course, has been J.R. Smith and then Nick Young. You know, Nick Young's the second one. I would rather go J.R. Smith simply because he's played with LeBron a lot, has good experience, has won a chip, and he came off the back. I mean, he did really good when they did win that chip also. We good? No, um, he's just fucking with J.R. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, so I would pick J.R. Smith over Nick Young. He's a little bit better of a defender. Sure, it's been about 18 months since he's played a game. I think he played like half of the season, 2018-19. Still getting his looks and getting his shots up right now, and he's ready to go and hungry. So I would pick him. But again, I would ask you all to keep in mind that KCP is going to take on more minutes. So is Caruso. So J.R. is really going to have to slide into like maybe a 10-minute to 12-minute role. You know, that's kind of my thought process in the playoffs everybody that's good plays only more minutes you know so it's not going to be this huge role what are your thoughts Aaron? no 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 one that comes in is going to play a huge huge role but it's going to be those 10 to 12 minutes just to relieve some guard play and you can't just absolutely shit the bed yeah because jr and nick young are similar players where they're scorers first yeah. but i agree uh, uh it seems that jr smith would be the obvious choice and the right choice so he's played with lebron championship caliber nick young played for a championship team playing the same amount of minutes for golden state right and he's already played with the lakers so i mean you know everyone already liked him as a laker i remember i loved him as a laker yeah me too and i've seen him being ready too um but out of the two i would still probably go with jr as well um they both again same player they're damn near the same player but i just i like where jr is at a little bit more than nick young no yeah. I, I i it doesn't say anything with nick young because i'm still a fan of his and i he deserves a roster spot somewhere but if i had to choose i'm still going with jr so that's pretty definitive and easy yeah no much easier than i thought is there anybody else out there that we could potentially look at is the there sixers just released the guard that i saw and i forgot his name um, but they just released the guard that it would have been. It, it makes sense to pick him up too, especially since he's played the whole season. Yeah. But I mean, really, like thinking about like we we could be picky with this in a way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't have to go pick up the next guy. You can you know take your time. Um, even Jamal Crawford would be a, a legitimate pickup, but you know his name hasn't been in conversation as much. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, no one's gonna play a huge role. Whoever we get, mm-hmm. it's but it's 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 fun to talk about. On a side note. You know, I, they released the NBA schedule, and I don't know if you got to look at that. Did you much? Oh my god! So I sent you it. You sent it to me. Exactly, you just sent it to me. That's how I saw it. But the first game, it's like someone plays in the at three p.m. time, but then the six p.m. prime time. Lakers Clippers. Lakers Clippers, bro. Just right out the gate, let me get that. Man. So I saw this. Like the That's, Lakers have, they're, they're playing eight regular season games. The Lakers have a five and a half game lead of the first. If so they the can't La- lose that. If the Lakers go three and five, then they'll have up. the number one seed. Yeah. If the Lakers go three and five, they'll have the number one seed. That's good odds. If we beat the Clippers in the first game, then we're for sure going to get the number one seed. It's mm-hmm. not even going to be close. And I still not even if we lose that, we're it's still not going to be close. We're going to win that. Yeah. But um, the Lakers also have the hardest schedule. Every single one of our games, the eight games, are going to be televised on TNT or on um, Sports Center. Mm. If you didn't see that, interesting. I didn't. So. Let me ask you this. Does that do you think that the higher up seed teams, the Lakers, the 
whoever's on the East, the Celtics, the Bucks, things like that. Do you think that they rest a little bit on the back end? I know they've been resting, and that's kind of stupid to say, but like also it's about to be a grind. You got eight hard games, and then you're going right into a condensed playoff form format that's going to be pretty tough. So like, do you think they try and get their rhythm first three, four games? Like, I'm sure the Lakers Clippers, that initial game, they're going to go hard, you know, but they're going to have to also shake some rust off a little bit. But those like last three to four games, what, what do you think they do there? Does LeBron get some minutes off or what, what do you think? I think everyone plays as normal and it does depend on seeding. If we're lose, if we're, we've lost those games and we need to get the number one seed, mm. then you know, Dan well, he's going to play his ass off. Right. But if it's not, then I think we're able to experiment a little bit more with the Dion waiters, with the yeah. J.R. Smith, potentially with the guard rotation. We get to experiment a little bit more. I don't think we lose games. Even if we experiment to be right, honest, right, with you. Right, right. We, we shouldn't in we're my opinion. shoulders better than a lot. That's my point. Um, granted, if we have the, uh, the hardest schedule, but, uh, Yes, I think they do, but you got to shake the rust off. You and yeah. you know what I mean. You have eight games to get playoff ready, and guess what? I mean, playoff LeBron. We were about to see it happening. We were saw he was I'm literally so in the, in after post All Star. This guy was averaging thirty one, averaging eight rebounds and nine assists. So a little bit down on assists, but his field goal percentage went up by seven, and he was scoring three points more. So he was getting to attack mode, and we would love to see it. And he was going at dudes like he was going at Kawhi. He was going at Giannis. He was trying to lock them out lock you know lock them up at the back end of the game like he was wanting to make sure like listen here i'm still the best you know at age 34 going on 35 now which is insane you know and um yeah i think he'll he'll only kick it up another level it is just hard you know it's like what do you do do you rest some guys i think like going off of what you said aaron i think they they just let it fly they have fun they experiment a little bit you know lebron's doing his thing kind of running rotations running pick and rolls things like that but they're not killing themselves at the same time, but I think that they can get away with that. I think if they just do them, have fun, you know, play those normal minutes, they can still get away with going, you know, four and four, five and three easy. We That's still cool. have the best duo, you know what I mean? You know, we still have now we like everyone's talking about how um, you know Kawhi's rested and PG's shoulders rested. That's Giannis only helpful is rested, for them. and that's great news. But now we got AD rested. Now we got LeBron rested. We got them boys rested too. So yeah. don't get it twisted. And we have the best duo in the league, defensively and offensively. So bring it the fuck on. Ooh, it's gonna be so exciting. Listen, hey, I want it. Let let us have the targeting on our back. Lakers against the world, dog. Fuck it. We're coming for that chip. Fuck the Clippers. Fuck everybody. We getting that chip. I'm very passionate about that. Last thing about this playoff format and everything like that, and then we'll head on to whatever our next topic is. The baseball? Yeah. The baseball. <laughs> yeah, but before we hop into the, the baseball, what I wanted to talk about was the eight seed in the West. You know, it's a little bit interesting. I think between the Grizzlies, who are sitting at the eighth seed right now, the Pellies and the Blazers, it's like a three, three and a half game stretch. You know, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think that the Blazers or uh, the Pellies can catch them? And who would you want to face as the number one seed in the Lakers, anyways? I think Memphis keeps the spot, mm. to be honest. I don't think they blow as much leads, and I think they just. I think they keep the spot. I think it's going to be, we're going to see John Morant in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the NBA is lobbying for Zion to make that. They are. Know, the Pelicans. And, you know, it would be pretty cool to see the Pelicans against AD and LeBron, the Lakers. You know, the, the storylines are right there. That's, um, it makes sense for the NBA to want that. Yeah. Um, 
I hope Damian Lillard makes it. I love Damian. Damian's a top five player in the league. Um, I, I think he's arguably the best point guard in the league. Um, I would love to see him make it. I just don't see it realistically happening. And I truly think that Memphis just holds him off. And I think that's that's what we're going to see. But who I want to see is that I would personally want to see the Blazers. But uh, And I know the NBA wants to see the Pellies. Pellies. As a Lakers fan, we should want to see Memphis because mm-hmm. we're going to spank Ma- Memphis. With the Pellies and the uh, and the um and the Blazers, they'd give us a lot more trouble. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to see the the Blazers make it. You know, I of course I love Dame. I'm very disappointed in the miserable season they've had for whatever reason. I mean, you took out the Thunder and you made PG go to another team as a result. You know, which is amazing like what were you got what are you doing this year that you can't even make the playoffs over the grizzlies who john Morant? like it was supposed to be a rebuilding team and they're about to hold off and win so i totally agree you know i think that the grizzlies will come out on top three games to make up in eight games is very difficult very difficult so i don't see anybody coming up on them but i think the grizzlies regardless if they had 15 20 games whatever it was going to be i think they would have held off anybody they're for real they're dope however reason that i'm most stoked to play play them versus you know the pellies or uh the blazers is simply because of the lack of experience you know i mean that's a team that i know we can take care of they're going to be starstruck oh i'm facing ad and lebron it ain't going to work and it's going to be four or five game series you know five game series best case for them um worst case for us for sure so that's that, it that's exactly what i wanted and it is going to be four or five i mean if it's not a clean sweep maybe john Morant goes off and they get one but no that's an easy sweep with the pelicans i mean maybe they st- steal two on us and it'd be annoying and create more headlines which i don't want to see right so that's where i'm at as well but i'm proud i mean you know i'm super proud of the grizzlies man they they overperformed 100 percent. they have a good squad dylan brooks is nice as well they got a lot of good dudes on that team they're extremely well coached i think their coach would be candidate for coach of the year if not you know the winner so yeah grizzlies are good but you know when you're running up on old boy lebron and ad so what are we gonna do yeah good luck all right so we're gonna go um mlb finally agreed on a 60 game season the dumbasses of the league of uh, leagues rather mlb has just dropped the ball this can whole- i can i preface it please please they didn't agree on anything it was just time was up and they basically the owners basically said hey we're doing 60 games and they're they forced the player's hand Nobody agreed on anything. Players didn't agree with them. It's just their time was up. The clock ticked, and they have to do the 60-game season, and that's it. So that's where we're at. So it wasn't even an agreement. So further news of baseball just being dumb as hell right now. Dude, baseball has always dropped the ball with like with a lot of things, and I don't get it with their league. Just like you know, they didn't come hard uh, down hard on the cheating. Um, just with a lot of things, their publicity on on uh, like you know trying to get their their players' faces recognized and just get yeah. more money in terms of endorsements. They've dropped the ball with that for the longest time, and this is just another reason that MLB will be always be number three. Yeah, um, it's unfortunate, and they deserve better because we're seeing some of the greatest baseball players. Come and especially new young ones too. Yeah. And I hope they make a change, but I think that change might might have to come at the commission, you know, and they have to get a new commissioner or get someone who's, you know, progressive. And I, I, I don't think, the, uh, I don't know the name of the current commissioner, but he's not progressive at all. You know, what does that tell you right there? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, you know, Adam Silver, you know, you know, the other guys, I think, and I think we talked about this last week. I was a little bit, you know, buzzing, of course, as always, but, I think that baseball, 
missed a miserable opportunity. They missed a serious opportunity to capitalize on this whole summer. They could be playing baseball right now. You know, it's as safe now as it is going to be on July 3rd, 24th when they start. You should have started. You would have had so many eyeballs on you. Everybody's craving live sports like crazy. Golf is up 50%. Last weekend, it was I was up. watching golf last couple days. Me too, and it was amazing. I they have some the fuck out of it. excellent young stars on the rise that talk smack. You know, this one dude hit a ball over like it was a dog leg right, meaning for just to give you the verbal over here, because I know you guys can't see me. It's like 150 yards straight, and then it bends right with some trees. I feel like I'm talking loud. Um, and this dude just drove over all these trees, like 320, and he's like, take that, Bryson, like talking smack to this other dude. I'm like, okay, I see you, and that's cool. Like That's what people want to see. But viewership is very much up. Here's what I'll say. They got their 60-game season. Cool. You know, We've seen really bad teams do very good in a 60-game stretch in Major League in the past. That ended up being dead last in their division. So who knows how this thing's going to be? It's going to be insane. Um, but what I what I think's really going to happen in the next couple of years is basketball and football, in my mind, are above baseball right now. Do you agree with that or no? Oh yeah, hands down. Okay, so that I also think that soccer and golf jump them in the next five years, which is super bold. But people love FIFA. People love like Euroleague soccer. Maybe MLS makes the rise, and people are watching golf right now. So I could totally see it. Baseball is going in the back burner. Yeah, they got some young guys, but they, to Aaron's point, they are atrocious at, you know, making these superstars really stand out. They just don't do it. I don't see them on commercials. Nobody knows anybody's faces. Nobody knows what the best baseball player in the league, Mike Trout, even looks like. They've never heard his voice. That's miserable. Like you're doing bad from a PR standpoint. What are your thoughts, Aaron? No, it's exactly. I don't think that baseball are, uh, is going to take a back burner to soccer and golf in five years or even 10 years. I don't think it will get to that point at all yeah. just because baseball is just a bigger sport and you can, just more people attend it and yeah. know it better than golf. True. And like also like we're watching golf because it's only live sports. So that's why it's up. One, if baseball was it, baseball or golf wouldn't be seeing the light of fucking day. That's what i mean yeah but you're right i like we were mentioning like they they do an absolutely terrible pr job in trying to get their players voices faces out there on commercials or just in general just out there and uh, you have an amazing a lot of young talent coming up and even old heads that people know and you know with you know uh first one that comes to mind is the guy who just left the phillies bryce harper yeah you know what i mean that's the only guy that a lot of people even know but he's not even the best player in the league even close yeah right and it's uh, it's unfortunate and i think they finally do realize it i hope i'm being optimistic here yeah um and it may take the commissioner to be removed to see that but to say that mlb or excuse me um you know soccer or golf overtakes them is a little bit firm of a take that could have been a bold take that was just like that's my hot theory take so all right cool we got 60 games like i was saying you know there have been very many teams that in a 60 game stretch initially off the bat have very much overperformed and, and vice then, versa. They're like for vice example, versa. the Nationals were trash last year, yep. and then they shit off, and then made the playoffs, squeaked in, and Won then the, the World Series. Beat the so Dodgers those teams out. aren't going to be in it on this one, right? So you got to be on top of it. So what they've been saying off the bat, and, and it makes sense to me. They said that pitchers are going to have the hardest time simply because they do need that long month. They're going to create a couple different rules. So number one, that it looks like it is going to pass is. 
That National League is also going to have DHs as I well as the American I kind of like that all together. Me too. They need to keep that. My, just keep that because, like, you know, you don't need these dudes tearing, pulling their hammies, doing things like that. They just simply pitch. They're specialized in that. They haven't been hitting since high school. Leave that alone. But the other one I didn't like was dudes starting on second base. What? Did you hear about that? Not at all. So this is something that I don't, I don't know. like. This it is already. like the little leaguers that stepped in and are talking, but. Essentially, if anything goes extra innings, they're going to have a guy start on second base. Um, you know, so that if, you know, second base, zero outs, you can hit him in, whatever. It's much easier, which I think is stupid. That's bullshit. Yeah. So that's one of the things they're throwing around. I don't think that one passes. I do think the DH thing passes. But all right, with a 60 game season, who do you think has advantages, disadvantages? Who do you think makes it? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's kind of obvious who makes it because it's going to be the best teams. They're going to come out hot, like hot teams do. And I mean, yeah, we're going to have some a couple surprises, but then, but it's not. You're going to have your top dogs. You're going to have the Dodgers. You're going to have the Braves. You're going to have, uh, you know, the Yankees. You're going to have Boston Red Sox that are still going to be even without Mookie. They're going to be still hot. Um, I don't think the Nationals are going to be coming out as hot. Um, maybe they do. Um, you know, I'm hoping the Padres, you know, with everyone healthy, they do, but that's just being an optimist and being a fan. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the Diamondbacks are doing good. There's a lot of good teams. You know, there's a lot of teams like in the National League and American League that were right at the threshold of the playoff bubble last year. So it, it's in my it, my opinion, it's in anyone's game. But that's the benefit of a 60 game season. But it's also the detriment. Yeah. So for sure, I think that the Dodgers and the Yankees are the ones that come out all the way out simply because the Dodgers have for seven years been extraordinary. You know, they've been able to um, win their little pennant for many years in a row and they just underperformed. They just underperformed. So they're going to be, they're going to be better this year. They have a lot of depth at pitching, which everybody said in the 60 game season, you have to have a lot of depth at pitching because guys aren't going to be ready. Like they are, have been in the past. They got two weeks in spring training instead of like five weeks. So that's a lot different. And the Yankees have good and they experience also got as well. Now, Jesus, dude, he's and like that's arguably the, sec- the second best player in the league, and just got him, add him to the second best team in the league. So fuck me. And throw him with you know Cody Bellinger, MVP of last year in, in that National League, which is dope. So I think the Dodgers take it this year. I think the Angels have a good chance too. Angels have always been outside that playoff bubble, but they just got Rendon. You know what I mean? They just got Rendon, who was um, one of the top ten hitters last year, top five. And you add him to Mike Trout. You know what I mean? They still got pool host. Um, so I think the Angels finally make that jump into the playoffs, and we get to see Mike um the playoff Mike Trout. That'd be interesting. I'm really excited about it, as a matter of fact. Um, the next thing that happened in kind of MLB, or not MLB, excuse me, just in sports in general, is Vince Carter uh, kind of finally announced that that was his last game that he played. And it was pretty cool if you did see his last game, um, like eight seconds left, they put him in. They were down by five, and they didn't have the ball. Um, and then they, I don't know, the other team kind of gave it to him, and he drained three. And it was sick. So at least he got to drain one last shot in the last second. So, um, but Vince Carter, he was the last like Daniel of of a player drafted in the '90s. He's the last player from the 2001 um, All Star team that is in the league. So just it's end of a total era. I mean, it's been the end of an era for the last couple of years, but this is the actual end because you know we were always hanging on to that last thread with Dirk and then with Kobe and then now with Vince Carter, Kevin um, Garnett, and Kevin Garnett. But like this is the actual end. And uh, Vince Carter, man, he was so amazing, and it's 
kind of disappointing how his career at uh, really went because yeah. um, I know he still won a title with the Mavs when he spent three years from 2011 to 2015, spent four years, and he did amazing there, averaging like 16, 17, being their spark. And, um, you know, he's an all-time three-point make. I think he's six on the list, all-time three points made. Um, Vince Carter's a Hall of Famer, um, but it's it's hard in a little bit. But I just... I, Best dunker of all time? Oh, best in-game dunker of all time, easy. I don't think if, it's arguably. Do me a favor, everyone that listens to our podcast, which is few, go watch <laughs> on YouTube Top 100 In-Game Dunks by Vince Carter, and that is a disgusting video. It is it's nice. Worth, it's worth the 20-minute watch. Yeah, it's so dope. Oh, my God. He is definitely the best. And it kind of blows your mind that all of these are in-game, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one to have some of these crazy dunks and everything like that. But when you do them in-game and also just yammoing on people, he jumped over yeah. a seven-footer in the Olympics. <laughs> in the Olympics, yeah. I mean, dude, when this guy was in Toronto, he was Air Canada. This guy was averaging 23, 27. This guy was a problem. I love watching them. Everybody love watching them, though. Um, you know, good career. Could have ended better. Could have been better overall. But still, you know, we'll re- we will remember him as probably the mo- most prolific dunker of all time. I think it's very cool that he is the only player in NBA history to play in four different decades, bro. <sighs> That's wild. Four decades? That's 40 year span. The 90s. Granted, the yeah. Back end of the 2010s, 90s. And now one year into 2020. Exactly. You know, which is nuts, right? That's wild. That's really cool. What a guy. That's never going to be touched again, I don't think. It could have to be perfectly placed like his kind of was. Right, right. And people aren't, are they, unless they switch the the rule to you can come out in high school and things like that. I don't know if Vince was out of high school, to be honest with you. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. So then there you go. Anyways. All right, next next segment. This was the most recent. Um, Cam Newton just signed one year with the Patriots. Oh. Um, I think like on previous podcasts, we kind of had that same thing where we thought where we thought Cam was going to go, and a lot of us did. I think Travis said uh, pace for sure. I did too. I remember I did too. Um, and it, I maybe I thought it was going to be a two year deal at least, one year just to make or break a deal. Why not? Uh, you have the, all the leverage. Oh. Nobody's signing them. You know. So I'm with I it. love it. Um, I think he beats out was it Strawman or whoever hell is. I don't know. Who knows? Something like that. Uh, I think he beats him out for the starting job easy. You know, he's a former MVP. He seems health, healthy on. Um, you know, I follow him on Instagram. This dude's all healthy as can be. Uh, it was a great pickup. Um, I they didn't disclose on how much it was, and no. I'm kind of interested on what it will be. I think it will be in at least like the ten to twelve million dollar range. I'd hope. Yeah. Anyways, maybe more. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. What do you think? I think it's probably not even that. I think it's like probably eight to ten. And I think the reason being is because Belichick's like, listen here, I'm an excellent coach. I've won a lot, and you're going to start for us. You're welcome. Any other team doing that for you? No? Okay, cool. So we'll sign you to one year, and it's going to be eight mil, and then you can do approve it, and then you can leave us if you want. Maybe we resign you, whatever, but you're going to do it on a Patriots discount. You're welcome. And I would do the same thing, you know? So I think it's going to be like eight to 10, because that's just how the Patriots roll, and why not? You know, they have a lot of leverage in this situation. Um, he's a great quarterback, of course. It's just it's an unfortunate time for him. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in the league right now, and nobody can really offer up a starting spot. So I think it's going to be light. I think it's going to be good for him. I'm glad he did take the deal. Um, man, I don't know. They don't have a great receiving core necessarily. Their O line is okay. Their defense is still exceptional, right? 
They they got all their DBs. They have probably the best DB game. And they the lost end. their linebacker. That was a big thing. Oh yeah. Yep. 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 They did do that. So who knows? You know, it, it's definitely a step in the right direction for the Patriots. I don't know if they're going to go deep in the playoffs, but you never know with Belichick. You know, could be exciting. I thought it was a great pick. It was it was the right thing to do, and it's a one year deal. So I mean, like, guess what? If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's a one year right. deal. Like, what do you want from me? And you're still going to put a shit ton of people in the stands if they allow people in the stands. Yeah. And it's still a Patriots nation. You know what I mean? It, it makes them exciting to watch again. They're going to get televised games more than they would have if they didn't sign someone. Mm-hmm. So I think this was the the right pick all around for for media to talk about for the Patriots nation for John John Murphy loves the Patriots. Um, I thought it was the right pick. And mm-hmm. it's awesome. I I'm rooting for Cam. I'm a big Cam fan. I hate the Patriots, so I kind of want him to do badly. Mm-hmm. But as a Cam Newton fan, I hope he does well. It's it. What, just giving it a little bit more deeper thought because I think we all found out when we were golfing today. So it was kind of we were golfing. We're focusing on that, but thinking about it a little bit more, they're gonna have to get some different receivers simply because Tom Brady has been the type that he can maximize a 5'9 white receiver just because he can time the break of their route, things like that. Cam is more of a power thrower. You know, he can overthrow guys sometimes, things like that. And he's going to need some big dudes, you know, some athletic big dudes. Like, do you agree with me on that? Or what do you think? 100%. They need some people that would go up and get it that he's always had around him. Right. And they don't have that. They got the their number one overall pick last year. Yeah. Was a wide receiver, yeah. uh, Heary, right? The nearest Heary or something. Uh, and kill, and kill Harry. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's still a project to my mind. Yeah, he, still, he wasn't great. He wasn't great. Uh, he wasn't getting the separation that everyone was like, you know, raving about that he would. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I hope he does good. I mean, he's a second year guy, so I'm still going to give him a break. Yeah. But you're right. They need someone. But who's out there? The Patriots. Um, I I saw some rumors that Jeff Gordon or Jeff Gordon, Josh, Josh Gordon comes back to the Patriots. That would be a, that would be perfect. Interesting. They That'd should be do good. that. That'd be amazing. Um, that would help out Cam a lot. That'd make me feel much better. About I, the, yeah. I would feel much better about it too. And even when he was there, but I just feel like Cam would trust Josh Gordon a little bit more, and we might see yeah. a resurgence of Josh Gordon too. I think it would work all around. Mm. Um, and that's the only real name other than him. I don't really know who else you can go get. Yeah, yeah, you know. And like we said, like there's a reason they signed him to a one year. It's like we'll see if this works. We'll try to put some guys around you, coach you up the best we can, see if you're healthy, things like that. But it's not a four year deal. So I'm cool with it, happy with it, good for the Patriots. Next segment is your game my friend oh my game all right so we're into our games now that was a nice short sweet podcast now we'll have a little bit of fun so i got a trivia game it's a football trivia game oh nice sports sports and then aaron will share his mic with fern so the listeners can hear fern all right first one is a titans one excellent all right you you did it on purpose that's fucked up so which team was originally called the new york titans the Giants, the Chiefs, the Titans, or the Jets? Like, okay, I'm sorry. The New York Giants, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Tennessee Titans, or the New York Jets? Which one was originally called the New York Titans first? I mean, the obvious answer, in my opinion, would be the New York Giants. That's my, that's my choice. I'm going New York Giants. Okay. I was going to go with that, so I'm going to go with that. All right. Thanks for you know, <laughs> getting the old tiebreaker. Well, you're both wrong. It was the New York Jets. I knew it was going to be something. You should have won with the other New York team. The other New York team. 
I feel you. That was kind of a confusing question because I didn't write it very good and I can't read my handwriting and things like that. But <laughs> All right, so over. Okay, number two. There is one team in the NFL with their logo on one side of the helmet. Okay. Is it A, you got the question? We get it? Yes. A, the Patriots, B, the Cowgirls, C, the Dolphins, or D, the Steelers? Who do we got? Vern will go first on this one. We'll go Pittsburgh. All right, Pittsburgh. We'll go with Miami. Miami. Fern pulled through. Steelers. That a boy, Fern. All right, Fern That's with so random. one. That's that is random. Dope, though. I know, right? That's a cool-ass question. That is. I knew that, too. I just didn't know why. You did? I would have thought the Cowboys probably on that one. I don't know why, but. All right, number three. The best rookie passer rating in the NFL ever. Is A Dan Marino, B RG three, C TB twelve, Tom Brady, or D Dak Prescott? What do you got, Aaron? You can start this one out, fam. I'm gonna go with Dan Marino. All right. See, all right. How's you need go me to repeat Dan, them all? But then okay. I- you want me to repeat them for no, you? No, no, no. Okay. I'm gonna. I was gonna go with Dan, but then Aaron said Dan. I feel you. I'm going to just hit it again, Dan. Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> it was A, Dak what? Prescott. Dak, Dak Prescott. I would have got Best it wrong QBR. Anyways. I know. And that makes sense to me because it was such a chore for Jerry Jones to get Tony Romo out. He loved Tony Romo, and he actually brought Dak in. So Dak was, has the best QBR of all time, rookie QBR. Number four, the oldest team with... The same. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm trying to read this. Hold on. I got to read my. I should have read that prior. The team that. The oldest team that has had the same name and location, you know, throughout their, their tenure, I suppose. Is it A, the Cardinals? Jeez. B, the Packers. C, the Bears. Or D, the Browns? Go on the Packers. All right. It has to be the Packers, bro. It, has it to was be. the Packers. Yeah. What? Okay. So Fern has two. Aaron has one. That's We've the got, first one here, right? Yes. Atta boy. We got hey, two Fern more. First. All right, Fern, you're going first on this one. Damn it. Did I write this one down? Yep, sure did. Okay. First quarterback with 5,000 yards, okay, in a season. Passing. Passing yard. A, we got Dan Marino again. Throw that one in there for you boys. B, we got Tom Brady. C, we got Warren Moon, and D, we got Peyton Manning. Who do you pick, Fern? That's a toughie, huh? I'm going to go Peyton. Okay. That's probably, I don't know, I don't think that's right, but I'm going to go Peyton. Oh, look at Aaron. He feels confident. He feels very, no, he doesn't. I'm going Dan. Oh, my goodness. It was Warren Moon, you guys. I I was going to say, it's either Dan or Warren Moon. I knew Dan was. Because that was a random person to plug in there. I love Warren Moon. That's a a Oiler great, man. Dude. That's it. Dude, he won an AFL championship. He won a Canadian championship. And he won a one for the Oilers, too, man. I love Warren Moon. Crazy. Damn it. I got that one wrong. Good shot. Fernie won that. No, no, one more. Oh, we got one, one more. more. This is a. This is one. I thought points. you guys might. This one's worth two, as always. Got to give it to him <laughs> like that, boy. All right, first player. First player in the in NFL history to have 400 yards passing in a game, four touchdowns, and 50 yards rushing. Okay, 400 yards passing, 50 yards rushing, and four touchdowns total. We got A. Deshaun Watson. We got B. Dak Prescott. C, Steve Young, and D, Mike Vick. 
All right. Who's in first? Fern, you have to go first. Then you're in first. You have to. Uh, repeat it again. We got Deshaun as A. We got Dak no, as... No, 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 no. The, the question. Oh, I'm sorry. So the first player in NFL history in one single game to have 400 yards passing, four total touchdowns, and 50 yards rushing. And then you got Deshaun, Dak, Steve Young, and Mike Vick. This is a toughie. This is a tough thing, isn't it? I want to say Deshaun Watson. I feel like I heard that randomly somewhere. Is that your final answer, sir? Yeah, I'm going to go Watson. All right. I want to say Steve Young, just because Steve Young was the epitome of a a running quarterback for a little bit. But I'm going to go Mike Vick because I love Mike Vick. It was Deshaun. Fern pulled through. Atta boy. Fern went 50% on that, and that was a hard hard, trivia. I only won one of those. God damn it, Fern. That's rough. Atta boy, Fern. Shout out, Fern. All right, Aaron's got something fun. All right, mine is uh, kind of like would you or would you rather kind of thing. Okay, copy. So the first one was inspired by Daniel. Daniel mentioned this little thing to me, and I thought it was a pretty good what if. So... It's not really, you know, no one's winning anything. It's just kind of what your guys' thoughts are on it. Yeah, yeah. And I'll have my own thought on it as well. Okay. Okay. So if your dog or cat, if you own it, a cat, was being attacked by an alligator, would you jump in and save it? All right. So let's preface it because this is the story. And this happened to a Navy SEAL that was walking his dog along, you know, in Florida somewhere, of course. He was alongside a lake and a gator um swooped his dog and he had the leash still and he tried to tug of war with the gator for a quick second realized i'm not beating a gator at tug of war so he hopped in the water in the shallow portion and punched the gator in the back of the head to the point of the gator let the dog go they got out the dog needed emergency like leg surgery but his leg was completely fine dog's healthy good to go a couple months later one surgery later pretty crazy so yeah how big is this gator I know. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Like the ones you see on fucking Instagram, like walking across the golf court, big ass motherfucker, like yeah, 16, bro. 20 feet. Hell no. I'll t- like yeah. Sorry, dog. Yeah, you're gone. Eight huh? 10 foot gator, bro. Cat's got nine lives, man. You better use one of them shits. <laughs> Eight to 10. Here's what I would do is if it was in the shallows, I would do it. But if it's in, I got to go chase them in the depths. Nah, dude. I'm if I not. can only see their eyes and shit. I'm sorry, dude. Like, oh, <sighs> that would be rough, right? What if but there's like, other gators in there too? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yo, in I'm this, like, in this situation, in the shallows, I'm doing it. I'm doing, I'm definitely going in there. I'm punching old boy in the back of the head, doing all that, doing the most. I'm getting him out. But if I got to chase him in the depths, like you said, why is my dog even near that thing? Yeah. I'm going to be smarter than that, huh? Come on. Like, what, like, <laughs> I don't get how your dog gets close enough to a gator if it's on a leash. Like, how does that even possible? Like, <laughs> those things are quick, bro. But if you have your dog on the leash and then it, all of a sudden, like, come on, you got to. Yeah. I mean, if, if the gator comes out the water and snatches my dog up and like so fast that I can't even <laughs> do anything, like, I'm sorry, dude. Then I you won. I ain't running back in there. Good for you. Good yeah. on it. I'll tell you what, I am I don't care if it's in the shallows, if it goes deep, if it grabs my dog, that's a dead dog, dude. And and, and it's shitty to say and I understand that for everybody. I'm not a pet owner, so I guess I truly don't under, understand what I would do, and I understand that too. But 
being logical. I'm not Steve Irwin, bro. I'm not the. I'm not gonna wrestle an alligator for this dog, especially if it's a little dog. I'm like, if it's a little dog, that's that thing's gone for. But so you think your instincts wouldn't even just tell you like hop in there? If I like, could, we were speaking off by like if I had maybe if I had my golf golf club because if I'm golfing or some shit, yeah. I wouldn't have my dog with me. By the way, but, but if I was or if I had a walking stick, maybe I'd try to swing my stick instinctively and at it. Yeah, but I guess who's not going in the water and punching the back of its head to try to get it out of its mouth? No, not shot in fucking hell. It's a. I'm not gonna risk my limb and my life for this dog. That's I'm pretty sorry. crazy. I'm not gonna do it, guys. All right, here. Here's your curveball for this story because this happened too. True story. My dad told me at the gym this past week in like 2016 or 2015 at Disney World in Florida, bro. They got a lot of hotels near that and they're on the pond and on the lakes and there's a lot, a lot of, of gators yeah, there. I've heard there's a lot of so, gators. Oh boy. The dad is walking with his little kid, 10 year old kid, or maybe like eight, somewhere around there under 10 for sure. Gator swooped them, bro. Swooped the guy, the kid, and apparently the dad said that he did try to chase after the gator. I would have beat the shit out of that gator. I would have got in there. I would have done everything at that point. I would have swam in, dove in. But but, like, guess what? You might not, bro. That's a well. What I'll tell you is the dinosaur. The kid, the kid got swallowed up by that gator, bro. Disney had probably paid an arm and a leg. I'm guessing a hundred million or north of that because I haven't heard nothing about that at all. You know, and you'd think you'd hear a lot about that. But it was probably a huge lawsuit. I'm getting my damn kid, bro. I don't care. Like, I'm going to figure it out. That's just me. Like, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Got yeah, it, right? I think that's obvious. I think the 99.9% of people say, like, yeah, I'm going to go after my kid. And even 100%, really. Yeah. And, of course, I mean, but damn, bro. Think that about sucks. that. what that parent has to go through now. Like, Traumatizing. Dude, I A gator took my child. And that child is gone, dude. Like, fuck me. And your kid went through pain. Cause, like, and there's shit that, dude, there's, guess what, dude? You can't do anything about it sometimes. Like, yeah. like we think that we're going to save our dog and shit jumping after this gator this guy i know he went after his son and couldn't get him out of there so mm. i think it's kind of inevitable that you're going to go after him but that's wow i didn't know that yeah it was a t- i'm like ooh, that was a bad story you know my dad was just like i would have got him like i would have figured it out you know like i feel that way too like that would have happened unless I wasn't paying attention. Dude, but what if it's like, think about it. I've seen these things rip across zebras and giant and like small horses and everything like that. And I'm maybe we're not thinking the same size necessarily, but like yeah. an eight year old child is only 80 pounds, 70 pounds. That's a calf. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And you see that and they're already in there and it, like they're snapping his neck and rolling. It's done. That's crazy, bro. What a sad story. All right. All right. I got another, Aaron, I got another hypothetical. One. Another hypothetical. It's pretty close to it. If oh, someone good. offered you $100,000 for your pet or your dog or your cat, would you take it? 100000 Right oh, off to it. I'd hand you $100,000. I'm taking honey from you, though. Oh, yeah. That's my See, dog. Aaron, Aaron knows that's my favorite. <laughs> that's my Aaron, dog. Aaron, you go first, Bird. I don't want to go yet. I'm sad. Which dog are you talking <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, which one? Which one first to start it out? Man, if it's like a a good owner or something, like no, I know no. for a damn fact. I even euthanize it. Oh hell no, fuck no. Yeah no. It, okay, I don't know if you guys heard Aaron, but he said he might even euthanize the dog. Like if My it's dog. if it's a terrible owner, and I know that. Nah, dude, you could keep your hundred k. Like, I would feel like a piece of shit forever. If I knew you were just gonna mm. go kill my dog or some shit, even though you paid me a hundred grand, like, yeah, it nah. wouldn't sit well, huh? I want to sleep at night. 
given the current situation that I'm in in life, I would be okay with passing up on a hundred thousand. You know, does that mean like if I was really struggling and poor and I needed that money, that maybe I would reconsider it another time? Maybe, you know. But right now, I would definitely say no. So that's that. I don't. You? Again, this is hard for me because I don't own an animal. And I feel never you. Really Aaron's actually, like, I would sell that shit. I so would quick. sell the fuck out of my dog. I'm, I honestly, so like. The only closest I got is like my dad's dog, Ollie. And yeah. I'm really close to that dog too, but is it's it- not my dog. It would, <laughs> I was like, it would kill my dad. And I don't, I don't, my dad would disown me if I took that. So I would and like, and it's hard. Like, and that's, I guess that's pretty close to it. You know, not only do I have the, the blood of this dog on my hands and also my dad just absolutely fucking shunning me for it. Um, but dude, that's hard, man. Again, like Daniel said, like it depends on where you are at, like in life in a way, I guess like if I'm down and now my last dollar and blah, blah, thanks dog. <laughs> but yeah, I know. No, I think most people say no, they're, they're going to pass up on that hundred grand too. And that's tough to be honest with you. But since I don't have one as of right now, I would, toss that dog for a hundred grand easy bro mm. and if it was a cat even if it was my favorite cat jackman and i love this cat psh, later cat i've lost cats for free before to coyotes <laughs> and i get a hundred grand out of this one i'm gonna treat the next cat like gold guys <laughs> that's so, so funny sorry i don't feel that bad about it i don't know maybe it makes me a bad person i don't know my stepsister had a blind and deaf dog that was like 13 years old What's Chihuahua. His name, lucky his name was Ch- charlie <laughs> But he got swooped up by a coyote, bro. And the shitty thing is, he was outside. He probably didn't hear, obviously didn't hear it, didn't see it, nothing. It was just over real quick. And I, I guess don't know. I the visual you. of that, sad, but I'm like, man, it's kind of, it was probably peaceful, you know, a little peaceful death. Anyways, Aaron, what you got next? I got three more. And oh, we're wow. Gonna we're we're going to edit on those. Uh, those are fun ones. Uh, this one is pretty, uh, pretty, pretty crazy to think about. Would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak. Oh my god, super easy. I'd much rather yeah, I'll lose... be illiterate. Yeah, <laughs> real quick, right? Same thing. I'd rather lose the ability to read. Sure, like you can't pick up on knowledge, but you can still watch YouTube videos, things like that. People... But you're probably speaking like a retard at that point. Not trying to be in in inhumane or not be nice about it, but like if you can't read and you can't comprehend that, yeah, you think your speech is going to be amazing all of a sudden because you're illiterate. You can learn how to read. You can't learn how to see. What? Yeah. You're saying your your sight? Learn. Lose ability to speak. Oh, my speak. bad. Speak. Oh, shit. Uh, for some reason, I thought you said see. But, yeah, no, I would way rather know how to speak than to be able to read. You can learn how to read, man. I'll tell you That's that. You can learn how to speak, too. But not if you're like, you know, I don't know. I would rather be illiterate. Regardless. Yeah, I would too. I think that's extremely easy simply because like my guy that I listen to and I, I hate throwing the plug because you all get mad, but Gary V, like he was atrocious at, at school. He doesn't know how to spell shit and he always says that. Yet this dude speaks very exquisitely and he can really break things down. He's an excellent communicator. So I don't necessarily think that reading correlates to being a good, you know, communicator. So yes, Aaron, I'd rather be illiterate. You? you uh, just- I would. 
you guys are right. I was just trying to be devil's advocate. Yeah. I'd rather be able to speak. And yes, I agree that I'd be able, if I can speak, I should be able to be able to learn. But we're we're thinking that our speech is going to be just as good as we are. The only reason our our speech is this good is because we are literate. That we can comprehend words and like enunciate True. things like that. We take that for granted. But like, and it's not like I'm going to be able to. No, we're going to be going the honey. That's how we're going to be talking if we can't fucking read. By the way. Oh. So it'd be like you can't speak or read. Kind I'd of rather thing. talk like your um, <laughs> your relatives down in Tennessee than, <laughs> than uh, not be able to read. Right? True. Freaking real fucking personal. Right? <laughs> fucking take it easy, man. Jesus yeah. Christ. My cousin want to fuck. They let my cousins fuck. Right? <laughs> oh god. That's firm. All right. Uh, yeah. A couple more. We're gonna end on these ones. Uh, would you rather have a real get out of jail free card? That means one free crime of your choice, either like a life of crime, killed someone, get out of free jail card, or a key that opens any door. Hmm. Uh-huh. I'd get a jail out of free card because, say, I could figure out how to get into some place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I could figure out how to get into some place, but if I have the key to get into that place and I like say, you know, steal a hundred thousand dollars or something and I get caught, you're still fucked. So yeah, I'm gonna go with uh out of jail free card indefinitely. How about you, Dan? I don't even love the question because like I'm cool on either one, you know, like I don't need them. But uh yeah, I guess that as well, because you're right, like you got a key that can take you anywhere. You're going to be trying to probably commit a crime to take some money. So you might as well just get the get out of jail free card. I, that's me. But it's not no, a good I question mean, like, for me. No, Freddie made a good point. It's just like, cool, I got that key and I can go anywhere. Then, yeah, like we're, then chances are I'm going to get access somewhere that I don't need access to. And I'm going to get in trouble. And now I don't have that card. Yeah. So, I mean, the card will be nice just to have on the back burner. And what if on a bucket list I want to go do some crazy shit? You don't know me. You right? Just a, I don't know. Plus, people go to jail just for being drunk and being stupid. You know what I mean, so like, right. even if you're not doing anything crazy, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm gonna need that. True. We've all had times we got off on some stuff that all we right. shouldn't have. This right, one, next. this one's for the, all the marbles. This is the last one, guys. Uh, we've been having a little bit of technical difficulty. We're trying to get out of here, and but I've enjoyed it. It's been a fun pod, dude. Yeah, it's almost an hour long too. Definitely. All right, this one's fun. Uh, would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green? Or never have to stand in line again. Mm. I think I know Daniels. Daniel wouldn't want to stand in line again because he goes <laughs> to fucking Disneyland all the goddamn time. I do love me some Disneyland. But, I mean, that's a good one, dude. I mean, think about all the time you're going to be driving and shit. That's super crazy. And standing in line. That doesn't mean like being in line within your car, just standing in line. So, yeah. what do we have? I think that I could live with driving the way I drive now as far as like hitting red lights every once in a while. It's not the worst. I got my podcast on. I'm jamming. I'm vibing. Actually, I wouldn't be able to listen to as much podcast. So I'll definitely pick that I don't have to wait in line ever again because, yes, you're right, Aaron, to your point. Disneyland would be super clutch. Not waiting in them hour lines. I'll go that one for sure. Easy pick. The one is uh, traffic for me, dude. I hate traffic. Absolutely hate it. I get infuriated when, <laughs> like, absolutely pissed off. And I drive stick, so, like... Oh, that's tough. In and out of first and second and, and like, uh, neutral. Miserable. And I feel like I'm a nice person, you know, but when I'm driving and I'm in traffic, I get so angry so mm-hmm. fast. And mm-hmm. then I'd, like, 
start making up all these things. I'm like, this guy in front of me must be stupid. He's got nowhere to be. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, so yeah, I would never. Oh yeah, that one. That one. Yeah, that one's kind of hard for me because it's not like I stay in the line a lot in, right. in general. But if I had that luxury that I don't have to stay in line, I would start taking advantage. I'd start going to amusement parks a little bit more. I'd I'd, I'd willing to be like, hey, let me go wait in line. I'll be like, oh, wait, I have this weird ability that I fucking don't have to. Mm-hmm. And so I would start taking advantage that I would have to not stay in line because traffic lights do me too. Maybe I need to roll a blunt. I'd be at a traffic light. I need to roll a blunt. Maybe <laughs> I, I've done that. I was like, maybe I do something else at a traffic light. You know what I mean? I've check in Twitter. Like yeah, whatever. there's something. I don't know. And I drive find the way it is. So I'm I'm not even that mad about it. I, I get where Frank's coming from because I yeah. hate traffic. And being where he lives on this part of town in Escondido, yeah. he has to hit all the lights just to get home. And it is infuriating, but waiting in line, bro, when it's hot and you're just there in line, fuck that noise. That's rough. So I'm going to take Daniel's take on that one. All right, sweet. Well, we commenced this podcast, got through it. Pretty good uh, little takes. But next week will be even bigger. We'll go through the uh, conspiracies. Hopefully Travis will be on. We'll Hopefully see. Hopefully Travis we don't will be know. on. Could stay in Vegas for another week. God knows what's going down. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch y'all next Sunday. Appreciate it. Later, fam. All right.